0: Genesis chapter number 13, verse number 1. And Abram, can I say something on the outset? I know he's Abram in this text, but I'm going to call him from Abraham from here on out unless I read Abram in the text. Is that all right? Is everybody okay with that? And Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all they that he had... And Lot with him into the south. And Abram was very rich in cattle and silver and in gold. And he went on his journeys from the south, even to Bethel, under the place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and Hai, under the place of the altar which he had made there at the first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. And Lot... Also, which went with him, excuse me, and Lot also, which went with Abraham, had flocks and herds and tents. And, And the Lamb was not able to bear them that they might dwell together, for their substance was great, so that they could not dwell together. And there was a strife. I want you to notice that. There was a strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle and the herdmen of Lot's cattle. And the Canaanite and the Perizzite dwelled then in the land. That's very important. And Abram said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdsmen and thy herdmen. For we be, this is an important word, brethren. Is not the whole land before thee, look at this word, separate. Thyself I pray thee from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zoar. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east. And they, look at this word, separated themselves, the one from the other. Abram dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent toward Sodom. And the men, But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. Let's leave off reading there. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. I thank you for all you've done for us. I pray that you forgive me of where I failed you since we last spoke. I pray that you fill me with the Holy Ghost of God, give me unction and liberty and power to preach the unsearchable riches of Christ tonight. I pray that you give us wisdom and discernment and when to be concise and when to expound. Lord, I pray that you touch the hearer tonight. That we not be hearers of the word but doers also. We love you, Lord, and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you, I might be seated tonight. I want to say a few things by way of introduction, and then I'll give you the message that the the Lord's placed on our heart for tonight. The first thing we see about Abraham in this text, in verse number one, we see his survival. The Bible says that Abram went up out of Egypt. And may I say that he did get out of Egypt. And I thank God for that. Egypt's always a top of the world in our Bible. And very so, Abraham is the exception and not the rule. Everybody doesn't get to come out of Egypt, amen. Everybody doesn't always make it out of Egypt. And as we'll see, there are ramifications and clasifications Complications Of the rest of Abraham's life And even to our day Because Abraham went to Egypt Amen So can I say tonight Stay out of Egypt Because everybody doesn't always survive Egypt But thank God Abraham survived Egypt But then number, number two By way of introduction We see in verse two uh, It says And Abram was very rich in cattle In silver and in gold We see his success We see that his separation from Egypt Brings more success in Abraham's life Many people think they won't succeed if they, if they leave Egypt But may I say tonight You'll never truly succeed Until you get out of Egypt Amen And we see Abraham That principle here in Abraham's life That once he made the decision To leave out of Egypt To come up out of Egypt That God began to truly bless Abraham Amen And so we see a survival We see a success But then in verse number 3 We see uh, his sense of Abraham's sensibility. Look at verse 3. And he went on his journeys from the south even to Bethel under the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Hai may I say tonight he had some sense about him and in our day common sense isn't common anymore is it? Amen? And Abraham had enough sense that I can't just separate out of Egypt I can't just come out of the world but if I'm going to stay straight if I'm going to keep doing right I'm going to have to get back to Bethel you see the word Bethel means the house of God and Abraham knew he could Couldn't live the Christian life on his own. He knew he couldn't walk a walk of faith on his own. And he went back to the house of God. And may I say I thank God. That if you're here tonight. And you've been out in Egypt. And you've been out of the world. Maybe you're not there in body. But you're there in heart. I'm glad to say tonight. There's still a place on the side of the road. By the Bible Baptist Church. The house of God. Where you can come back. And get right tonight. Amen. I see the survival, I see the success, I see the sensibility of Abraham. He had enough sense to get his family back to the house of God. Hallelujah, amen. Yes. But then I see in verse 4, his seeking. He said, under the place of the altar which he had made there at the first, and there Abraham called the name uh, on the name of the Lord. Let me say, it's good to come to the house of God, but you, if you've been out and you've done wrong and you've openly sinned, you don't just need to stop at the pew, you need to find your place right. down here. Gotcha. You know where Abraham found God? The last place he found God. Amen. Abraham found God the last place he found God and that was at the altar. And may I say tonight, he began to seek God and this is where God really starts picking up in Abraham's life. And we think we would think that Abraham's come out of Egypt. Abraham has separated himself from things. Can I get an amen right there? And we should. Amen. And we we see God's blessing Abraham and, and Abraham gets back at the house of God and Abraham gets back on the altar. He's living in his life on the altar Abraham built the altars everywhere he went before Egypt he built altars everywhere he went after Egypt but he never built any altars in Egypt can I get an amen right there ain't no praying going on in Egypt amen hey but I'm going to tell you he comes out and he begins to seek God again and you would think after Abraham's doing all this that he could ask God for things and God would be doing things for him but we find out in this text that God asked Abraham for some more things now watch this in verse number nine, we see the first mention of the word separate in our Bible. Yes. It's the first mention. In verse number 11, we see the first mention of the word separated in our Bible. And we, we noticed Abraham says, we be brethren. That's a very uh, familiar statement if you're a Bible student. Verse eight, he said, we be brethren. And tonight... I want to preach on the biblical separation from a brother. Biblical separation from a brother. Amen. What I mean by that, we have a very great instance of it in the New Testament when Paul and Barnabas, the contention got so great between them that they didn't quit serving God. They just quit serving God together. That's right. Amen. And, and tonight, don't, 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 y'all, y'all stay with me now. Tonight, I want us to look at the Old Testament example. There may not be a better Old Testament example of that same principle than we find here in our, our, our text. So tonight, I want us to look at the biblical separation from a brother. The first thing I see when we're looking at Abraham and Lot's separation is we've got that they had, he had to recognize something. And that he had to recognize there was a problem. And and tonight, that's what we have to do. We're going to have to recognize there's a problem. First off, he recognizes what the problem is. Look at verse number 6. And the lamb was not able to bear them, that they might dwell together, for their substance was great. It says that they had strife in verse number 7, and there was strife. Can I say tonight, they had conflict between them. I wonder if the people that you've been in harmony with for a long time, is there conflict now? There was all, they've been going together, but they've been there since birth. I looked at my Reese Chronological Bible, and preacher, turns out that according to Usher and Reese, that Lot and Abraham were born the same year and they were more like I know we look at it uh, uh, uncle cousin or uncle nephew kind of relationship but it was more like a a friend or a brother relationship they were very close in age and brother lad they had done everything together they had grown up together they had come out of idolatry together they had followed Heron together they had went all and done all these things they had had been together all these years and a lot of times we get so, so used to somebody we don't even realize there's conflict there and Abraham and Lot they were Right there together, they had done everything together. But all of a sudden, things started changing, and conflict came in yes. to the relationship. We see the what, what we the, what the problem was, but then we see why there was a problem. He says, "And the lamb was not able to bear them." You know why Lot ended up leaving? This is the the bottom line. It got a little too tight for Lot. Amen. The boundaries. Got a little too close for Lot. Do y'all see that here? The problem was not that Abraham was mean to Lot, the problem was not that Abraham was condescending to Lot. It's the, the issue was not that Abraham had talked down to Lot Or that Abraham had not done good to Lot No, no, no The issue came because they're just those boundaries that, that Abraham had them in at the time Was just too tight Amen. for Lot I'm going somewhere I see what the problem is I see why there was a problem But I want to see who the problem was Watch this verse 7 and there was strife well there was a strife between the herdman of Abram's cattle and the herdman of Lot's cattle eventually boys the the reason Lot left he probably would have just went on smooth riding and and rode Abraham's coattails the rest of his life he eventually left because of the people he had surrounded himself by amen I know I'm not running around right now but it is preaching amen The reason Lot changed, the reason Lot got tired of the boundaries, the reason Lot could he just had to he had to get out of this bondage that uncle Abraham had it all Abraham had ever done was been good to him he didn't talk about the goodness of Abraham he didn't talk about the blessings of Abraham he didn't bother to talk about the fact that the reason God was being so good to life was because he was yoked up with uncle Abraham he didn't say a word about that all he could focus on was all what all the people around him was saying about Abraham you know he's just he won't move us to a better place he won't move us to still waters he won't move us to the mountain he won't move us to the beach he's got these boundaries on us it's just a little too tight hey Lot you need to suffer your Lot you need to get away you need to get liberated and get out of that bondage really turned out good for Lot didn't it it really turned out good for Lot didn't it the last good thing you ever hear about Lot is in this text And if it wasn't for 2 Peter chapter 2 written thousands of years later we wouldn't even know Lot was a saved man because of how he lived after he left Abraham. Now I say tonight the problem is what, what is the problem? There's conflict. What's it over? The boundaries are a little too tight. The preacher, he just, you know, he's preached. Yeah, never mind he preached your kids out of hell. Never mind he sat there and buried your family. Never mind he's poured his life into your heart and your life. Never mind he's poured into you and poured into you and been patient with you. But now, all of a sudden, you're listening to people. You're listening to the Facebook people and to the Twitter people. And you listen to YouTube. And all of a sudden now, there's a big... Question mark every time your preacher gets up. Well, I heard so-and-so say on YouTube that I don't have to I don't have to subject myself to that kind of bondage. I don't have to listen to that preacher about those boundaries. Hey, hey, it's just gotten a little too tight. Neighbor, you would have been fine and better off if you would have never heard what the herdsman had to say. There's a problem, and we need to recognize it if you were listening to anybody that goes contrary to what's preached in this pulpit, I'd cut it off. Amen. I'd cut it off. I'd just turn it off. I wouldn't listen to it. I'm not recovering brother Jason I'm redeemed you know what I'm recovering from a life of sin that almost took my life I'm recovering from a life of bondage to sin and to the devil I'm recovering from the scars hey I'm the I'm not recovering from from bondage. I'm redeemed from bondage. I'm glad tonight. Hey, this is the best life I've ever lived. I've got no complaints. I thank God for the boundaries. I thank God for the barriers because they've saved my life. Amen. 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 The rod bells and the rod Parsleys and the Stephen Futrix and the the third the casting crowns and all of this they'll tell you that this is bondage that you can, you you need to rise away up away from this and get woke I'll tell you that's demonic neighbor that is demonic and you need to turn all that mess off hey those boundaries are not there to keep you in those boundaries are there to keep the devil out and to protect the precious things that God has given us. I'm not mad, by the way. I just get fired up when I preach on this. Amen. But I don't think they put, I got plenty of Picosa. I think they put gunpowder in it today. But, but Wilson, amen. Sometimes we're so blind because we love people so much, don't we? I love my kids. There's sometimes. Before Emmeline they'll ask me something and Ezra's learned it now too. they'll "I love you, Dadu. I love you, Dadu. can I?" That's the next thing And on the same token, I get so I love them so much that I'll notice things and I might well, I don't want to get them in trouble for that right now. I'm just going to look over that right now. I'm probably not the only parent that does that. Help me." Brother, Brother Gravel, he was babying Ezra today. He said, that's why grandparents don't raise children. Amen. But Brother Brian, in the long run, that's not love. That's, that's, right. that's damaging my children. That's right. And sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. Amen. You're so close to somebody and you put so much confidence into somebody and you love them so much that you can't see that they're already got the snippers and cutting the barbed wire. We need to recognize there's a problem. And if any of that upsets you, let's talk to Abraham about it. Who ended up better? Who ended up better in this situation? Anybody, Lot or Abraham? But you know, Lot got to really live it up. Lot got to reach some people, you know. No, he didn't. Lot got to get out of the bondage. Lot got to sit in the gate. Let's let's just keep looking. We'll figure out who who ended up best. I see we need to rec- in, in biblical separation of a brother. We need to recognize there's a problem. We need to respond to it. Verse number eight. And Abraham, or, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm t- telling y'all. Best thing that ever happened to Abram was when God put the ham in him. Somebody say him <laughs> right there. <clears throat> Don't tell Brother Fred I said that. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Was at the Jewish meeting last year. And brother, brother Daniel was up bragging about how there was no bacon in the dining hall. I said, yeah, but we got in our camper and if y'all want some, just come on over Miss Chloe will cook it. Hallelujah to God. Amen. My favorite verse in the Bible, Acts 10, 13. Rise, kill, and eat. Somebody say amen. And Abram said unto Lot, let there be no strife. I pray thee between me and thee. And between... Abraham wasn't just concerned with Lot. He was... Concerned with the herdman. Y'all see that? Brother Jack, he wouldn't even throw... These people that were helping Lot rise up against and helping his rebellion and aid in his rebellion, that shows you a man of faith. Brother Jason, when he's not just concerned about his loved one, he's concerned about those that are influencing his loved one. He don't just want to win his loved one. He wants to win those that are influencing him as well. Y'all see that? That's what Christianity looks like. Christianity is not a podcast that runs down... Bible believers. Amen. I'll just say that. Somebody say amen right there. Between me and thee and between my hermen and thy hermen for we be brethren. We got to recognize there's a problem. But then we got to respond to it. You notice he said we be brethren. May I say this tonight? Even if they walk out and they change and they go against every single thing that they've ever believed. And then they get on social media. And they talk bad about us for months. Still treat them like brethren. That right. don't mean you ought to like what they're posting. Because that's, that's confirmation. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for a pat on the back. Don't con- I wish there was a, a, a dis, disgruntled. Not a mad face. But a disgruntled face. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like, I don't like that face. Amen. <laughs> That's sad. Anyways, y'all pray for me. They may go and they may blow us out. They may run us through the mud. They may talk down to us and talk bad about us. But at the end of the day, they're going to the same, if they're saved, they're going to the same heaven we're going to. And here's what I've done. Can I, can I confess my faults one you to another? There's been times when I've been on the receiving, like Abraham, I've been on, the other, I've been on that end of these things. And Brother Jason the hardest thing to ever do is to treat somebody good that's treating you so bad. And brother Chris, I found out that a lot of times I become just as bad as they are because of the way I respond to them. I don't care if they cuss you, if they run you down, if they run you... I love my preacher and I'm not going to let anybody talk bad about my preacher. If you're sitting around with somebody that's talking bad about our preacher, you're complicit with it and you're just as guilty. Hold on. Excuse me. Amen, preacher, that's right. Amen. Just get get me an Amen right there. Amen. You're complicit. I've literally and I called him right after. One time I called him during a conversation. They didn't like it. They was talking about our preacher, Brother Ellis. And I just called him up. I called him up right in the middle of the conversation. I said, let's talk to him about it. They were very thankful when Brother Gravely didn't answer his phone that day. Amen. First time first time he's never answered his phone. It's a very rare instance. I've heard him say it a bunch of times. We can be friends to somebody without being friends with somebody. And some people are poison. Some people will put the, the gall of bitterness down in your heart. And, and let me say this, the way we respond. You don't find where Abraham went around running Lot down. No, he didn't. Because hey, he's his brother. He Amen. loved him. Yes, and That's right. I say this you may get hurt by somebody, you may watch somebody leave, and then you go and start telling everybody about it and how they've done you wrong and how they've hurt you. And then, Brother Jason, down the road, they get right. And because you love that person, you've gotten right with that person in your heart, and there's reconciliation in that in that, that relationship. But here's the problem. All those people that you told that that's you right. love, or that love you, right. they may see that person get right, but they'll never get right with that person but because of how you responded to the leaving of that person. Amen. Biblical Christianity here. That's right, isn't it? Right. I have not always responded right. Amen. 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 And sometimes it hurts, and sometimes you want to retaliate, but that's our pride, isn't it? That's our selfishness. I've been done wrong. That's my pride Uh, speaking. But if I can ever get to the point where I realize that they're not doing me harm, I'm going to get to go with Abraham. I'm going to get to stay in the boundaries. I'm going to get to stay in the barriers. Yes, it may hurt. Yes, it may not feel good. But Brother Tim, the reality is is they're doing themselves harm. They're getting outside of the protection. They're getting outside of the blessing. They're going the wrong direction. And I need to keep my mouth shut and continue to treat them like a brother or sister in Christ. Yep. That's right. Amen. Yep. I remember years ago, before I even, we even got married, a preacher said something, very a hero said something very detrimental about me. Hurt my, hurt my heart. Preacher knows the situation. And I, Miss Chloe and I got married and I told her all about it. And you know what? Me and the, I, I, that preacher's never apologized to me, but I love that preacher. and I, I, In my heart, I've gotten, I, can I get an amen? Sometimes you have to get right whether they get right with you or not. Because you'll live your life miserable if you stay mad and everybody doesn't come back and get right with you. Amen. Amen! Maybe I need to preach right there. I don't know. Didn't get many amens right there. But, but I, say, I, say, I say that to say this. I, I've gotten right in my heart with that preacher. I've preached alongside of him since then. We've been in many services together. And I have gotten over it. I'm past it. But the one that loves me the most... She's had a hard time getting past it. Amen. I'm not pushing down on my wife. Amen. I, I'm just, but she loves me. She's got a defense mechanism up because of it. And when we go and run everybody down that's done us wrong or that's left or that's run, walked out the wrong way, we ended up hurting them far worse than the damage had to really be. That's right, Amen. I see that we have to recognize the problem. We have to respond to the problem. Then we have to release the brother. Verses 19, 9 through 13, we see the releasing. Uh, look, look, look here. I, I mentioned this earlier in verse number 9 is not the whole land before thee. Separate thyself. This is, how you, this is how you separate from a brother that's going the wrong direction that wants out of the boundaries. You have to, there has to come. Preacher mentioned this morning they will never get right if the church calls their sin and if you call their sin. They will never get right. It's outside of biblical authority. It's outside of the Bible plan. When when we turn y'all remember in 1 Corinthians 5, that man that was committing fornication? And, and and Paul said, Don't even eat with him. Put him out. Don't even fellowship with him, is what he's saying. And that sounds harsh, doesn't it? Well, how, they'll never go to church again. And how will they know we love them? They'll, listen, you put them out. And if you go and read in 2 Corinthians chapter 2 that same man comes back and gets right. The reason a lot of churches never see the man come back and get right is because he's still sitting on the front row doing what he's always doing. And the reason a lot of our friends that we try to just latch onto and hang on to, the reason they never go out, fall, and hit the hog pen and come back is because we've never let them go. I've got to get to the message. Is not the whole land before thee. Separate thyself. Here's the thing. You're worried about having to separate from them. If you tell them it's not going to change and I'm not going to loosen up and I'm not changing the boundaries, they'll separate from you. You won't have to separate from them. Amen. I pray thee for me. For if thou will take the left hand, and then I will go to the right hand. Or if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left hand. And Lot lifted up his eyes and you know where he went. I want to point out how he released him. Brother Jason, Lott, or Abraham said, you take anything you want and go. He didn't put no strings on him. Brother Brian, he didn't try to convince him to stay. He didn't, be, well, you know, we could we could change this or we could back it. No. Abraham said, no, I'm not changing my boundaries. I'm not changing my borders. I'm where God told me to be. Amen. It's ironic he was at the house of God when all this happened. Yeah. I'm going to stay where God put me. I'm going to keep the boundaries that God told me to keep. I'm going to keep standing where I first started started standing. I'm going to stay here. And you can take anything you want. Preacher, it's Romans 14. Abraham took the high road. He said, you just go on. He said, you take whatever you want. And it's hard. It's hard to release them. Listen, I I know this. Many, uh, let me say this. You don't have to defend your position either. You don't have to make a Facebook post about it. You don't, have to, you don't have to make a declaration of separation. Somebody say amen. Here's what you can do. If you'll keep your mouth shut and I'll keep my mouth shut, they'll tell on their self. I remember I had a friend, one of my best friends I've ever had in, the, in my life. And I shed a lot of tears over him. I remember the first time I, I noticed... Uh, the boundaries were getting a little too tight. I called preacher immediately. I was sick at my stomach. Walked out of a meeting and called preacher. I said, "Preacher, this is going on. I, I need some help." And I remember he told me. He said, "Hold on to him as long as you can. Try to help him." He said, "But I, he said, when it's too long, when it, when it's done, the Holy Ghost will let you know." I don't know if you remember that conversation. And I remember sitting at Harmony Baptist Church in the in the parking lot. I was in the camper. We were preaching the meeting in the area. And I remember that night, we had the last conversation, October 2014. And he, he spewed out all this bitterness, and he's telling me what he wanted to do, and he's telling me all these things. And the whole time, Brother Jeff, the Holy Ghost was saying, you cannot go there. You cannot go that direction. You cannot go and break down those boundaries. See, it wasn't my preacher that put those boundaries in my heart i got some dear friends in this building, but it wasn't my friends that put those boundaries in my heart. It it, it wasn't wasn't the IFB that put those boundaries in my heart. It was God that put them there. Amen. Amen. And I'm not doing them for bond, because of bondage, Brother Nathan. I'm not doing them to please people. I mean that with all my heart. I'm doing it because God put it there. God asked it of me. And that night, as I was sitting there, the, the words of my preacher were echoing in my heart. The Holy Ghost was reminding me that my preacher said, when it was time to let go, I know. And guess what? God reminded me of that because it was time to let go. Amen. Amen. It's hard, isn't it? It's hard to release them. But I promise you this. You be good to them. You love them. But you let them go. And don't go with them. Don't give them your ear. Don't give them your mind. Somebody say amen, amen. like that. Don't be ugly. Don't be mean. Just unfollow them. Uh, separate. You've got to let them hit rock bottom. Here's the problem. Most, most prodigals never come home today because the far country or the farms become the far country. That's right. Amen. They don't have to go. Amen. And then when they do go, Mom and Daddy keep giving them, and giving them money and giving them money and giving them money and giving them money. They never have to hit rock bottom. But if we could see some prodigals hit rock bottom, I believe this. If we leave them alone, if we quit put, put, putting likes on them and, and, and patting them on the back and keep quit going after, just release them. Let them have their way. Let them have their liberty. Let them have it. If we would do that, I believe we'd see some come back. Amen. We're validating them. Yes. Yes. Well, here, Two sides of this. If we try to hold on to them when it's been too long, we're validating what they're doing. Right. And when we're ugly to them when they're leaving, that's right. we make them a victim and that's exactly what they want. Right. Yes. They want to raise the flag of victimhood. But I'll, you mark it down. If you're saved tonight, you're not a victim. You're a victor. We're not conquered. We're conquerors. Amen. I'm not looking to wave a flag of victimhood. But when we attack them, it gives them a flag of, a flag of victimhood. But Brother Jason, when we let them, if we don't let them go, they drag us with them. They put questions and poison in our mind. If we'll let them go and treat them right, it'll do everybody better. Watch this. Y'all still with me, ain't you? We often talk about Separation. I believe you ought to be separate from the world. Amen? Yes. I remember when God asked me to quit dipping snuff. It wasn't last week. Somebody say amen right there. Y'all pray for Miss Chloe. She's still struggling, but I've got, I've got victory. Amen? For two months. And I didn't know any better. I didn't, know, I didn't hear preaching on it growing up. I remember for two months, I'd sit in my bed and I'd dip snuff and read my Bible. I just didn't know any better, preacher. Most of the women I knew growing up dipped snuff. I'm, I'm not kidding, amen? Bruton, Bruton yeah, that dental snuff, amen? Run out both sides of your mouth. they level-headed ladies, amen? But God began to deal with me. And I finally, man, I thought for two, can y'all believe that? A silver lid and a cardboard can for two months argue with God over it. Remember God dealing with me about country music, man, it was a, it was a severing out of my life. Brother Ellis, I used to think those were the hardest things I'd ever have to give up. Can I put it in context here? The first time we see separ- separating the Bible, it's a, not about a thing. It's not about a what. It's about a who. Yes. If you go to the end of the Bible in the book of Jude, you'll find out it's not about a what. The last mention of separation in the Bible is about a who as well. Yes. The hardest things in life to let go is not things. No, it's not, not what's. Who's? I want to see this. There's a reward, verses 14 through 17. I didn't read it on purpose because this is the good part. Somebody say, "Amen." I see the reward. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a backstory. God has not talked to Abraham since before he left for Egypt. Okay, this is that's a long time. God has allowed Abraham to get the things out of his life, and that's normally how it goes in our life, isn't it? We separate from things and then people separate from us. Can I get an amen? amen. We, don't just separate, we don't just separate from things. We separate to God. And that's the problem with most people. It got too tight for, Ab- or for Lot. Watch this. So we, we, he hasn't heard from God in a while. Look at verse 14. We close the chapter where Lot leaves. And the Lord said unto Abram after that Lot was, what's that word? From Lot, from him. Do you notice that? And the Lord said unto Abram. Do do y'all get that? All this time, Brother Chris, there's been a barrier between God and Abraham. All this time, God's been working things out of Abraham's life. All this time, God's trying to get Abraham to the right place, get get with the right things, and get with the right people. And all of a sudden, Brother David, he's not heard from God in a long time. And all of a sudden after all this time possibly years for all we know we don't know how long it took him to get to Egypt get back, get, get where he's at in this case. But all these years there's been no word from God and he had been depending on a word from God. He had been trusting on a word from God. He had went everywhere and doing everything he had done. He had left his home. He had lost his father. He lost his brother. Now he's lost his best friend and he's still not heard from God. He's all alone and all of a sudden when he was a to just stay where God told him to stay to keep the boundaries that God told him to keep all of a, all of a sudden God said alright Abraham I've got you now alright Abraham I've got you where I want you with who I want you to be hey see when you're saved you may be all alone but God's always there amen and God honors separation there's a reward because Abraham separated from Lot amen God always rewards separation. You say, preacher, I just don't know about that. Keep reading. Lift up now, thine eyes. That sounds familiar, don't it? And look from the place where thou art northward, and southward, and eastward, and west. Hold on now. Didn't didn't Lot just get? Didn't Abraham just give all that to Lot? God said, Abraham, I'm going to give you everything you were willing to give away to save, a, to save a brother. He said, I'm going to give it all to you. Every single bit of it to you. I, I, y'all, y'all pray for me. I'm, I'm trying to give, give, give y'all as God's dealing with For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth... Then shall thy seed also be numbered. Arise, walk through the land in the length of it and into the breadth of it. For I will give it unto thee. God blessed him, didn't he? And it all goes back to him being willing to separate from his best friend in the world. Isn't that tough? But it's a blessing, isn't it? See, we've got to get to the point where God's all we need. I remember sitting in my camper with a preacher. He said this, he said, sometimes God has to take people out of our lives because we begin to depend on those people more than we depend on God. If that was ever true in my life, preacher, it was true right then. Looking back, it's easy to see that, but now, then it was hard. It was hard to see that I had gotten my focus on them and not on God. But I'll tell you right now, it's hard to watch them go, it's hard to watch them leave, but Having the fellowship of God, having the blessings of God, is far greater than having anybody else. That's right. That's I don't want to leave us here, and I, I'm almost done. I see we got to recognize the problem. We got to respond to it. We got to release them. We got to reward. We, well, there'll be a reward. But there's times where we get to rescue people, Amen. we get to help them back. In chapter 14, Abraham gets a Gets a telegram, telegraph, text message, whatever. He finds out word that Lot has been taken. And Abraham gets all his men together. By the way, those are the same men that Abraham fought or Lot fought against. He said, I want you to go get, go get all the men that, that Lot did wrong. We're going to all go together and rescue Lot. He goes down there. He fights the kings. He brings Lot back. And here's the problem. Or, or not the problem, but here's the reality. We have a free will, don't we? And, and I believe Abraham did everything he could to get Lot out and get Lot back. And Lot wanted the physical, but he didn't want the spiritual. But watch this. Chapter 19, 18 and 19, there's a whole different matter. Where Abraham realized that he could know, it was out of his hands. He could not rescue Lot. But God, might, God may just do it. And so in chapter 14, Abraham did all he could to rescue Lot. But in chapter 18, God, Abraham depended on God to do all he would to rescue Lot. And every ch- he said, How about how about 40? How about how about 35? How about 10? And you know what God did? He went down and he rescued Lot, didn't he? That's right. Kicking and screaming. Right. Right. Ruined life, wasted life, and it got worse once he got out. That's right. right. Never but you know what? God did rescue him, didn't he? with scars and a mess and we don't even really know how his life ended up. But Abraham, he depended on God to do it, didn't he? There comes a time where we may get to help rescue somebody and bring them back, but there may be a time where it's only God can do it and we got to take our hands off of it. But we need to be ready to rescue when we get the chance. We need to be ready to take up arms and go after them when God gives the call, but we also need to be ready to hit our knees for them when we realize we've done all we can. So tonight, I want to put it out this way. Is there somebody that you need to separate from tonight? I'm not being ugly. I'm not being mean. I guarantee you there's probably some young person and you're in a relationship that you need to sever tonight. There's some young person in that. You're already breaking down boundaries. You're already touching, already... Already doing other things that you shouldn't be doing, and you already you're already breaking down boundaries. And you know the person that you're with; it can go in the same direction you're going, and that was Lot and Abraham's problem. There was a difference in direction. But maybe tonight, maybe maybe my age group needs to hear this more than anybody. That that maybe there's somebody in your life and they claim Christ, but they also like to drink wine, or they 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 they're they're putting this poison into your. Your mind that you don't have to live that way. Maybe it's time to release them tonight so they can come back. Maybe it's time to rescue. Maybe it's time to get on our knees and pray for some prodigals tonight. But I promise you, this is a this is the this is the pattern for the biblical separation from a brother. Let's all stand. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. preaching you come. <laughs> come on. Come do business with God. Don't push it off. As I was preaching, some of you may have had some vivid. Vivid, vivid pointing from the Holy Ghost of who you need to separate from. Maybe there's some what's that need to be separated from so you can get to the who's. A lot of times when we separate from the what's in our life, it, it produces a separating from people in our life. The who's. Would you come tonight?